Right, so we're talking metastasis here. It opens with a dude talking, oh no, taking a shot. And he's at a Western-style bar, which is on barrels, like uh, wooden barrels. Uh, almost feels like a faux Western bar, because just because, you know, it's on a TV set. But uh, the bartender has a very sweet shirt on. Uh, it's worth watching the episode for that shirt. And the guy at the bar, he's talking a lot of trash to the other patrons. He's kind of rude, I would say. And then this man shows up, like, straight out of a, uh, like, a Casablanca-style movie. And this guy that's been drinking and running his mouth says, Oh, F.A., how you doing, man? And he says, What are you, a bar, what do they call that, a bar philosopher? Happy Hour Hero. I think that's a song by Mo. But uh, he goes, Oh, you're a barroom philosopher, eh? And he says, Oh, no, and this guy's a lot younger, this F.A., and very clean cut. The other guy seems worried. And, and if to underline my inability to understand the language, uh, there's some bass drums that say, okay, he's, he's, he does seem worried according to those bass drums. And then they say salute. And then he mentions his birthday, you know, Feliz Cumpleaños, I think. Regalo I picked up, you know, as a gift. But then I sent some trouble. I couldn't tell, like, if we, what was going on. And he says, hey, let's go get your present. And it was a turtle, a tortoise, it turns out. But a turtle looked like a first in the kitchen. The old turtle in the kitchen. Remember that from Operation? I didn't even know what that was a metaphor for. Wasn't it like a collapsed arch? That was the weirdest thing. Turtle, they called it a turtle in the kitchen. Turtle in the kitchen. But he said, here's your gift. And the guy's like, you got it. I mean, talk about a good gift uh, initially. He said, I mean, a turtle... For a turtle lover or a tortoise and a tortoise lover. And this guy's nickname's Tortuga, we remember. And he loves turtles. He gets right up on this turtle like it was a puppy. He's he's as, just like a kid with a puppy. And then the twin brothers come in. They say, hey, what's up? Nice turtle. And then the episode opens. Los Pollitos, it's called. Or Pollitos. I don't think I'm saying that right, but... And the next shot is a Walt who's going up to his roof, or, and Mike's watching him from a car. My, Walt's doing a little pizza cleanup. And then we have Cielo and Valentina in a car. They're singing uh, kids' kids music. It's cute. And then they, they, she pulls up Cielo, and she sees Walt walking to the garage with the... Uh, uh, ladder, and she says, no Yodas. She might even say, no me Yodas, but she might have just said, no Yodas, which means you, 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 it means you must be effing with me, or don't F with me. Or in this case, got it, you know, you got to be effing kidding me. And then she calls, and Walt's like, oh, hey, Ciel, what's up? Hi, how you doing? And he looks out the window at her. He says, oh, I see outside, are you coming in? And she's like, dude, are you kidding me? You're not supposed to be here. And he goes, oh, I totally thought this was cool. And she's like, no, it's not. He's like, well, I'm going to hang. I'll be hanging here. And she, uh, and then she goes, uh, she finds Walt in the garden reading a newspaper. And she's like, what, 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 what the F's going on, man? And then Walt's totally trying to call like her bluff that Saul had told him earlier. She's bluffing, push her to the limits. And he's like, I'm just reading the paper. And she's like, I'm going to call, you know, and have you escorted out of the house. You know, you're not welcome here. And this is, you know, this I can see where poor Anna Gunn on Breaking Bad 
you know, took so much heat because this is really one of these turning points, but, but it doesn't have to be. I guess when we're used to these, not that this is necessarily new, but it's an experience that's not necessarily familiar. It's like, okay, uh, you know, I don't like what Wall's doing now right this second, but a lot of other times I do like him. And I feel bad for CLO. But I think a lot of people might have just not been with new. They just bought in, like, I'm, I'm on Walt's camp, not Cielo's camp. Or maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, which is probably true. But Walt, uh, what does it say? Walt lays, oh, Walt lays down his rule. He, he's like, he's like, go oh, whoever you want to escort me out. I'm not going anywhere. And then Cielo comes and she just gets, uh, authorities come, but they just give her the runaround. Junior comes home. He says, oh, Pa, I'm so happy to see you. Oh, this is on the phone when she's getting the runaround. And Junior's so happy to see his dad. They do a big pa hug. See, Pa, he says. And then he says, can I watch you eat lunch? And it was like, totally, man. Watch me eat lunch. Father and son bonding. And he's like, later you can watch me read the newspaper and then, you know, emasculate me by raising money for me. And Cielo gives her this great look where she's lets no wall know. She's like, this is on, man. Like, this is on. You are punking me. I'm going to punk you right back. Uh, but the doorbell rings, and Walt's still calling the bluff. And Cielo, she, won't, she, she makes a choice not to lie, but to tell the truth about the situation. Junior's confused by the whole thing, and he gets mad. And because Cielo's honest with them, you know, they say, well, she's illegal, we, we can't do anything. This guy's just a jerk. You know, we don't have laws against being a jerk within reason here. And we're being an a-hole. And then Walt even picks up Valentina when she's crying. He's totally playing. He's just, he's just, oh, my goodness. And then Junior blames his mother, Cielo. And the police leave, and Junior's all upset. And Walt tries to play his peacemaker, lo siento mucho, he says. And I think Cielo says, what does she say? Welcome home, bienvenidos, I think, maybe. The next scene is Jose, he's in an empty, Jose Miguel, he's in an empty house. Saul showing, shows up with a gift. I think it was a tomato plant. And then he says, oh, this is very minimalist, huh? And Salt even does like his Saul. I just called him Salt for some reason. That was accidental. But he does some TV moves. I don't know why. And Saul seems to need something. I think it's Walter to get a hold of him. And Jose is not happy about it. And also Jose is like, you know, Saul, I don't want you to leave me alone here. But Salt's like, this. Saul, Saul, I said, Salt, I said, he says, Saul's like, this is big money, man. We're talking big money. But Saul eventually leaves. Jose calls, he's calling uh, Yana, Juana's old phone number to hear her voice. And then we have Henry and Gomez at a empanada stand. And if there's one thing I love, it's a good empanada, holy. And those are, you know, you can get them... Especially that particular South American, Central American empanada that has gold gold flakiness to it like he was having. As opposed to other empanadas, you know, just as good, but uh, man, I mean, empanadas are good. You gotta track down an empanada place here in Bay Area. There's gotta be one. But a phone call comes in, it's F.A., 
And Henry's happy, not that happy from the beginning. He says, bueno, and then he whistles. With, it seems like joy, and he laughs. And Gomez is like, what's up? I'm pretty sure you got a promotion. But then at the end of the scene, the very end, he has, oh, no, look, what did I get myself into? And then we have a woman in a wheelchair being offloaded. Uh, the twins are there. Uh, and they, they say, hey, we need this uh, everything to take our T.O. somewhere, our T.O. So they take their T.O. And they, then it seems like they have a meeting with the jefe from the beginning, from the opening. And Gustavo's also there. Goose, and uh, it's upstairs, so they have to carry T.O. up the stairs. In an ultra-modern building, Los Bollos headquarters, it turns out. And they're talking to Eisenberg, talking to Go. Uh, the boss, the Hefe, is trying to mend fences or something. I wasn't clear. And Gus is, Goose is just, Gus is, Gustavo is just playing it so smooth and cool. And then he says, Walter Blanco, Eisenberg, you know, something. And the Hefe, the boss, gives an order to the twins and or says something to Don Hector. Uh, our T.O., he goes, he does three bells. Three bells from Don Hector means something, something that rhyme, you know, is going to be a heckler soon. But then Gus may, Goose makes his case back for Walt, you know, he says, no, no, no. And then Hefe and the twins, and of course, T.O., Don Hector are not sold on the idea. And it's made it, you know, so clear when we get three bells, then two more from Matteo. I said, that's the writings on the wall there. Did he just do three bells and then two? Oh, boy. And then Hefe and Gus, they go to talk in private. They talk business. And they talk about family versus business or something. And he says, it's clear the twins don't like Gus. And then we're back with Jose. He's still calling Juana over and over again. And Walt's up next on the floor of the nursery. He's he's living on the floor of the baby's nursery in like a twin mattress. Cielo and Valentina are in Cielo's room. She's smoking out the window. Baby's crying, uh, which wakes Walt up, and he says, Hey, can I help? And at first I was like, Is he going to figure out the cigarette smoke? But he says, Can I help out? And then he yes, he, then he's like, Well, you know what? i got to use the bathroom. But Junior's in the bathroom, which, you know, he's a teen, of course, so he could be in there for a variety of reasons for a while or one minute, you know, when I was a teen. Or an adult, but uh, but Walt sees a plant and he's like, "Hey, let me water that plant." Uh, instead of using the restroom, and rock music blares while he's doing that. It gets to underlie his rebellious uh, marking of his territory in some sense, maybe. And then we have Cielo talking to her lawyer. Her lawyer doesn't seem to understand, so Cielo just tells her the truth. And then the lawyer gives her some advice. Cielo says, "On the way." Then we have Henry and Gomez at a bar, restaurant, and they're having a nice dinner. A meat plate comes. I said, that looks good. And then Henry sees this, somebody buying like a nickel bag or a dime bag or something at the bar, and he doesn't like that. But then he goes to use the bathroom. He's still having anxiety issues in the restroom. 
so he puts water on his face. Then he goes, uh, he's like, hey, Gomi, let's bust these guys. And Gomi's like, this, we're here to celebrate. You know, this is your casual drug use for the DEA. And so Gomez like, hell no, I got a meat plate just came, man. Look at this meat plate. There's like seven different kinds of meat here. I'm off duty. And Henry can't let it drop. Uh, uh, so they go to leave, then he goes back. He starts trouble. They say sapo, which I still haven't, I got to look up what that means, but it means frog when a direct translation. And it's almost like he starts too much trouble. After that, we go back to Jose's house, and it's the same story. He's on the floor on the rug. There's piano music in the background. And he's making the call, and he finally calls, and the number's disconnected, and Jose looks sad. And then there's some more music to underline that. And then at bus, thoughtful, sad starts. Oh, the next scene is Jose at the bus. He's thoughtfully sad, and he starts to cook, uh, make a little mess. Uh, we go back to Cielo and Valentina. They're running late. They're avoiding Walt. But then Cielo goes downstairs. There's a bag of money at the bottom of the stairs. And Walt's in a chair. And Cielo's like, okay, what? And Valentina shakes her head, I put. Is that right? I guess so. Maybe I meant Cielo. I'm not sure. Then we have Henry in the bathroom. He's had a different shirt on, so it's a different day. And it's a white, oh, must be a new shirt we've never seen before, white with blue and black flower shapes. So, yeah, it was a nice one, I remember now. And then Gomez comes in, he gives him a talking to. Whatever he says, he's like, man, you got to get your act together. Uh, then we have Wolves Yellow, they're talking about money and how it's for her and for Junior, for Valentina. Then we, that leads to CLO back at work. And this was a good scene, and it really contrasts with Breaking Bad here. Because uh, Silva, Mr. Silva comes in, and she looks at his back, and she sighs. And she, she, it's a very sensual scene from CLO. And she makes her move on him. And kisses him, and he responds. Someone else walks in, but Cielo was so, uh, uh, she was very flirty, very uh, uh, visibly uh, interested. It was, it was, it was a whoa boy. Then we have a city scene, and a lot of times in the city it shows like day to night, night to day, one day to the next. But I noticed in this city scene there was a rainbow pyramid on one of the streets, like, uh, Flashing rainbow lights on the pyramid looked cool. Cielo gets home. Uh, Junior and his cool friend are there. His friend looks like a YouTube star. I'm not even kidding. So any casting directors that are awake right now, which would be zero, you should get this kid. I don't know what his name is. But seriously, I'm not joking either. Uh, potential star. Wolf's in an apron. He's like, hey, I'm cooking dinner in Kanta. And she said, hey, by the way, me and Ernesto hung out this afternoon. And I don't mean, uh, uh, you know, we, we hung out on the, you know, you know, we're different. You know, I'm trying to think of something that's not, you know, we were, we were crunching numbers, if you know what I'm saying. And I don't mean crunching numbers. And then she's like, oh, by the way, kids, come to dinner. And we'll just fume silently. And and that's how the episode ends. All right, so we're talking about Breaking Bad, Season 3, Episode 3, IFT. 
And actually, I just realized I don't know what IFT stands for. Maybe International Flying Tomatoes. I don't know. Uh, but it starts with a cigar lit. Uh, and uh, someone says, I think the bartender says, hot day like today. Too much oil in the machine couldn't cause it to blow a gasket. And the guy who's smoking the cigar, he's at a bar drinking. He, he's inside. He says, there's two kinds of people in this world. Those who drink and those who pour. And then I put add, add, oh, and customers. He said, hey, you guys, uh, used to work hard like you, but not anymore. You know, a man can never drink his fill by waiting in line for the tap. And then his boss rolls in and he's like, hey, what's up, man? He goes, hey, he goes, you're a deep thinker. By the way, what are you doing here? Aren't you supposed to be on a delivery? And the guy's like, oh, no, no, I got plenty of time. I'm the Tortuga, you know, slow, but finishes first. And then they get some words that you kind of say, oh, is there meaning to these words? Because he says, I like the way you talk, Tortuga. Away with words flow like a waterfall. And he goes, I came all the way here to give you your birthday present, actually. And the guy's like, don't worry about it. He goes, no, no, I got it back here. And he goes, in the back, really? He goes, yep. And he goes back there, and there's a beautiful little tortuga there. And he's like, holy cow, this is really, this is for me. And he goes, oh, yeah. And he's like, this is going to be a great bet. Thank you so much. And the guy goes, let me sign it for you, for the big talker, the grand philosopher, as they say in Espanol. And then the twins come and they say, hey, let's get, let's get over to Petco and get this, uh, let's get some turtle pellets. And he says, uh, sounds good. And then we have a pizza on the roof. We have Walt wearing yellow. Uh, there's a lot of roni on the roof too, pizza, pepperoni. Walt's wearing yellow gloves. Mike's watching. This time he's in a Buick, I noticed, I think, or a Bonneville, where before I think he was in a Dodge or a Chrysler. I think he was in a Chrysler last uh, last season. And Mike's on the phone. He says, Walt still looks good. Uh, close call. He doesn't even know it. And he goes, don't worry. I won't say anything to Saul Goodman. So then you go, bum, bum, bum. That must be Gus. And then we have Skyler. uh in the car with singing old MacDonald, uh, and she's singing it very funny. It's a nice, it's a nice, very motherly, the way she's singing it, and very silly. And she's singing about the chickens, too, I think. And then she sees Walt's car. She says, you got to be kidding me. And, you know, she calls. She's like, well, you you know, what are you doing? And he, he says, uh, uh, so Skyler pulls up. She's like, you got to be kidding me. And Walt's totally playing. He's like, hey, Sky. Uh, he's just looking out the window. I guess at first it's stubborn. He's being very stubborn. And Skyler's like, what's wrong with you? And then she's like, well, I'm going to call to get you out of the house. And Walt's calm. He calls her bluff. And he tells her this family is everything. I also know Skylar was wearing a ribbon, a blue ribbon. And Walt just goes back to grading papers. Also, the legendary Afghan is still on the couch, in case anybody's like, is that Afghan still there from last week and every other week it is? I wonder if Walt's uh, mother in absentia, you know, if she had sent that uh, Afghan. And do we ever hear anything about Skylar's family? Do we know... Is Skyler, there was someone who could have knitted an Afghan. Uh, Walt Jr. comes home, and Walt's like, hey, how about a grilled cheese, buddy? 
And then it's like, ding dong. And Skylar's like, this man's trespassing my husband. Uh, Walt tries to play the perfect dad for a little while. He doesn't actually doesn't try. He successfully tries. And the cop, the cop tries to help Skylar. He's like, just give me something to work with and I can get rid of him. Junior's like, oh, I love my daddy, daddy so much. And Skylar's attempt is, you know, rebuffed uh, by the system and her choice to be honest. And then at the end of the scene, Walt says, sorry about all this. And Skylar says, welcome home. And then she just walks off. Then we have Jesse on the floor of his, you know, his aunt's house. He's on the phone checking Jane's message. Saul rolls in with cactus, and it's immediately on great material. He says, he lives. Happy housewarming. Don't look so good to see me. Interesting decor. Subtle. You know, the whole minimalist thing never blew my hair back. But, uh, hey, he goes, you sober? You clean? You know, I was afraid you fell off the wagon since I didn't hear from you. And he goes, you guys are ignoring my phone calls. I'm your lawyer. What if I was trying to warn you about something? And Jesse says, hear me the sermon and tell me why you're here. And he says, all right. Well, he goes, you know, I talked about your partner. He goes, I wanted to reflope that idea. He's like, I don't know if you should get back to cooking, but, you know, with the rehab, but maybe in a master chef could. And he says, what do you think about that? And Jesse says, sure, whatever, man. And he goes, well, whatever, what? He goes, and Jesse goes, don't worry about it. Now get out of here. And Saul says, look, at you. you know, you could decorate your house. I'll pay you if you get a hold of Walt. You know, call him. Oh, and I guess this is when the reveal with Jane is, because then Jesse had been on the phone earlier, but we didn't know who it was. Now uh, Jesse calls back, and we see it's Jane's voicemail. Uh, the next thing we see is hands tapping a steering wheel. We see it's Hank's hands, and he's on a, on a call. And ends up that El Paso wants Hank back. And Gomi's like, that's great. And then Hank's look changes at the end again. He's like, what did I get myself into? Then we see a side of a B-I-N-G-O bingo hall. A woman's on one of those uh, ATV, not ATV, personal uh, PEV, electrical personal vehicle. And the twins say, we're going to borrow this. And then we're out on a chicken farm. Tio's there, the brothers are there, Hefe's there, no trespassing signs, Gus is there inside, he's wearing a ribbon, yes, he's got one of those vegetable plates you buy at the very last minute before you go into a, you know, a party, and he preps that, and then he looks out the window, and then Hefe apologizes to Gus, and then they talk, they have this meeting, they're talking to go. Uh, they're talking Heisenberg, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm in business with uh, Heisenberg, this is my territory. And he's like, well, this guy, you know, Tuco and Don Salamanca was Tuco's mentor, it was his nephew, and, you know, it's Walter White and Tuco, they don't get along. And Gus does this kind of android movie, says, Don Salamanca, gentlemen, I feel your loss deeply, accept my condolences. I don't have any issues with what you want. I just have an issue with the timing because I'm working with this guy. But when we're done, you can, you know, you can do whatever you want. 
And then uh, the half he's like, we got to suck outside, Gustavo. Gustavo, he says, I don't tell you how to fry chickens. He goes, ah, let me do the talking. And then he's like, well, this is my territory. He said, well, let's tell everybody to be patient, but uh, you better hurry up with this Heisenberg white guy. You know, you don't want to be, be an, out of my good graces. And those guys inside, and they were looking out the window at the time. He says, they, they, I can't guarantee anything for them. Uh, we also, you know, there's a lot of bell rings with Don Salamanca's lack of patience. And then we have Jesse after that looking out the window on a phone. Oh, also, I forgot that it was something about the way Gustavo's rebelliousness reminded me of Walt's rebelliousness. Uh, like once he decides that he's right, he's not backing down, Gus or Walter. So I said, oh, that's another way they were similar. But we have Skylar, she's smoking with the baby, you know, in the same room, but, you know, out the window. Walt's in his tidy whities and he needs to use the bathroom. Or maybe Skylar's smoking in the bathroom? Smoking in the loudest room. But uh, he needs to use a potty, so he uses a sink, which is just gross. Then we, uh, after that, Skylar's meeting with her lawyer, and the lawyer's like, you know, you got to tell me everything that's going on. We have an attorney-client privilege. Even if it's illegal, she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I'm not your police. I'm the lawyer. And she's like, well, my husband's a mess, you know, maker. And she goes, I looked up, and then they call him Cooks. And the lawyer says, uh, you know, get divorced. And then let me tell the police, and I can get a restraining, restraining order. And she goes, this is the easy thing to do. And this guy says, I can't do it. I don't want to put my son through this. And uh, she says, well, it might not be up to you. You know, drug dealers get caught. And she's like, well, he's sick, so he's not going to be around for much longer. Then we have Hank and Gomez in a dive bar. Gomez's like, what are we doing in this dump? And there's some great material in here. Gomez says, we should have gone to Chili's, man, or Outback Steakhouse. They got the blooming onion. And he says, Hank's like, well, let's spice it up, man. And Gomez says, this spice has been around already. And he goes, aren't you getting ready to get your uh, promotion? And Hank's like, yeah, I can't wait to get back in the action up there. It's so boring here. And then Hank uh, goes to the bathroom. He's a little bit anxious. He sees the drug deal. He tries to tell Gomez, and he wants to make a move. He says, you know, they're holding. And uh, Gomez is like, everybody in here is, even the bartender probably. And he goes, I'll just call, uh, you know, Albuquerque PD, and they can deal with it. And Hank's like, what do you mean I can't deal with it? He goes, well, it could be undercover, man. Don't, this isn't our business. So then, But then Hank goes in. He stirs up some trouble. Then we have a living room, Jesse's sleeping on the floor. He's still calling Jane's number until he finds out it's disconnected. Then he goes out to the RV. Key thing is he put his RV, the keys to the RV, right on the counter, the work uh, work table, work area, as Walt had shamed him uh, two seasons ago. I thought that was great. Uh, and Jesse looks ready to cook. Then Walt leaves the money out for Skylar in the morning. Says, Skylar, can we talk? And he says, you know, I did a bad thing for a good, I did a bad, bad, I don't do music. So I did a bad thing for a good reason. This is college tuition for Walter Jr. and Holly. Physical therapy, SAT tutor, gas, groceries, parties. 
the mortgage. He goes, you know, you can work part-time. He goes, I didn't steal the money. He goes, I earned it, and I'm proud of it, kind of. He goes, I know I've had to live with everything, but I've gone through sacrifices for this family, and it's for nothing if you won't accept it. And he says, I'll be here when you get home from work for your answer. Then we have Hank and Go- Hank's in the bathroom. Gomez comes in. He's like, hey, I covered for you, man. But he, Gomez is like, you got to get it together. I don't know what the heck's going on with you. I'm worried. And then we have Skylar at the copier. Ted comes in. He's like, hey, Sky, you want some coffee? She's like, yeah. Oh, no. She says, hey, Sky. But in this scene, she looks way more. Uh, Skylar, when she's at the copier, is way more sad as she makes the decision. Whereas Cielo seemed overcome with passion and way more sensual. But then Skylar, even though she's sad, she kind of makes her move on Ted. And after they embrace, she starts to look very sensual. She's like, are you kids home? And he goes, oh, no, oh, boy. And at some point somebody came in, but they just pretended they were drinking coffee. Then Skyler comes home to her house, and Lewis and Walt Jr. are chilling. They're watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force, by the way. Good choice, boys. Well, it's like, hey, I'm making pot roast and salad. Lewis is uh, very polite, by the way. He's not a YouTube star, but he's, he looks like a nice kid. And even Walt's, like, trying to be all housemate. He's like, how was your day? He's good, good. He goes, I invited Lewis to stay over, you know, with this as a thank you for everything with Walt Jr. You know, but Lewis has helped out by while well, I've been cooking math and being sick and you've been dealing with the fallout of all those things. And Walt's like, I just want to say, you know, I'm feeling real good about the talk this morning. That was a good talk, right? When I set you with the police and then I wouldn't leave the house and, uh, you know, the money stuff. And Skyler's just staring at him the whole time while he's chattering. And she's breathing through her nose. Her mouth is closed. And it's just, it's just great, powerful acting. Her hands are on, one of her hands is on the counter. And then what is this? Something is good. I can't read it. It looks like a homesy is good. Oh, no, no. Walt says honesty is good. That's right. Walt says honesty is good. And Skylar walks up to Walt. She picks up the salad, and he says, Don't you think it's good, Skylar? And she goes, Yeah, me and Ted, by the way, today we crunched, you know, you know, I, uh, we, we, we did some, uh, you know, whatever that is, just the accountant-type stuff. And she goes, Boys, come to dinner. She takes the uh, salad out and she's like, you want some ice tea, Lewis? You're looking great today, Lewis, by the way. And the look on Walt's face, which is the way Skylar's nonchalantness, I just love another capping into an episode. I loved it. And Skylar also, she says, hey, boys, eat your salad, all right? I know nobody likes salad, but it's good for you. And that's the end of the episode. Hey, so we're doing our red pen language learning run through. And I got to tell you, I'm feeling like I'm understanding more and more or I'm catching more and more of the words, like my comprehension. I don't know if it's comprehension, but but like, you know, people say, oh, you know, in another country, 
other languages seem so people are speaking so fast it's so hard to pick out the words uh, that that is becoming so i say oh geez those are words they're saying and they're they're definitely not run-on words so there is progress and that might sound you know it's a little progress at a time you know it only took me what 30 episodes or so to say okay i could tell when, when it's in between words so we're, we're, we're doing work here, and the main work is getting you to sleep. So let me take a look at my first notes here. Okay, this page I have nothing. Uh, last word's going to be mirror if I can pay attention for that, which I think just means a look. But we start out with Otro, other. And you say, who's that other guy over there, Otro? Well, he's Tranquilo Patron. Well, he's the quiet patron, we call him. Ooh, is he like the silent majority? Yeah, but don't, should I go talk to him? No, no, remember, uh, remember Star Wars? Oh, yeah, I do. Well, yeah, his name is Hoshio, 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 he's the guy with the snout. Yeah, so don't go talk to him, please. Okay, I won't. Uh, by the way, I, I heard one time, though, one of those things, one of those things that Oracle says, you know, that'll come true. Uh, they said something about the, if the uh, Tranquilo Patron has a hosio, uh, be prepared for the coming of Las Unas, the ones, I think. I'm not positive. It was it was in there. It's, I think that was a prophecy. It might have been in line at a pharmacy. I think it was a prophecy, though. Sabian Porque, you know that? Did you know that? That's a prophecy I'm trying to tell you. You know, don't look at me like I'm a pendejo. Uh, pendejo. Pendejo. And even Google Translate got it. So it means I was wrong when I said bandejo. It's pen, pendejo, which means, you know, not smart, not not bright. And not, definitely not profundo, but deep. But this, uh, this, uh, this oracle, she was deep, man. F- she said, "Fiese, fiese, uh, look in, look profundo into my ojos." And the next thing she said to me is, "Trye brings, listen for a trye brings the ritmo." Of the universe, the rhythm of rhythmo, rhythm of the universe. And I said, uh, wait, do you want me to look in your eyes or de tu boca in your mouth for the rhythm? And she said, andale, andale. Which I think means, you know, hurry up and get out of here. But I said, I'm sorry, because I paid for a full reading, a full or oracle. That's a noun, though. What's a verb? Are you, if you're a oracle, is that a verb? You know, is that one of those noun verbs? And then someone said Mira, and then I got distracted, and then the oracle was gone. Now let me just look at my notes for this page, and then we'll return to the fantasy tale of language learning. Okay, later in the scene, we have a scene with a close-up of Junior looking mad that it was super close-up of him. But that's it on this page of notes, so we'll go back to our Spanish story. So I was looking in the oracle's mouth, right? And then they said, Andale, and they said, Mira again to distract me. And then I heard a little chirping, and I said, uh, Is that your una mascota? Is that, your, is that a pet I hear? A little parakeet? 
I said, hello, little parakeet. That is a lovely cabasita you have. That is, you know, parakeets have lovely heads. And the oracle came back and she said, that's not a parakeet, uh, Bandejo. And I said, is that your parakeet's name, Bandejo? And she said, that's not funny, Bandejo. And I said, what if we call him Bandejo? Because he does look, he's, he's got the, his feathers, can feathers have a complexion? Because his feathers are the, she said, it's a her. I said, her feathers are the complexion of a Band-Aid. And I said, observe, you know, observe it. And then, you believe it or not, this bird, which is not a parakeet, but I thought it was a Band-Aid colored parakeet. It started, uh, what do you call it, Colando, kicking its bird seat at me. Uh, Colando. And then I said, it was blocking my way to the door, and I said, uh, you know, this puts me in an odd situation, uh, because uh, the last oracle I met with told me, and now I never step in noon capasso birdseed. I never step on birdseed, so I can't leave until you give me an oracling, which is probably the verb related to or- an oracling. Just give me a little oracling, and I'll be out of here. And, yeah, you could ask me how to spell it, is it, or, you know... I'd prefer it with a K-A-N in there, you know, Norkling. And, yeah, we could use it for my own uh, mascota. This is my little baby Orkling. Yeah, I pulled him out of the World of Warcraft. I said, I don't want you living in a World of Warcrafts. My little Orkling, I'm going to take you to the world of, you know, peace crafts, paper crafts, you know, non, you know, blunt edge paper crafts, so you don't have to worry about, you know, when he's not my Orkling. And you know, you know, Los Politos, the chicks, the chicks and the chickens, they think I'm against them. So maybe now the parakeets are going to think the same thing. But I'm not leaving here till I'm, me and my workling are not leaving here without a prophecy. And then she said, okay, descend, descend. And I said, they say, they say, La Galina, the chicken. Uh, Busca will search, or the chicken will search, or, or search, uh, Elmas El Trigo for corn wheat. And I said, like corn flakes? And she said, Bull be uh, turned, say, say tuned, turn. And I said, wait a second. So that's my, that's my prophecy. Uh, like Alina. Busca Elmaz Altrigo. The chicken will search for cornflakes. And I said, what is that, for my shopping? Because I said, I don't like cornflakes. Unless they have, a, you know, maybe frosted flakes. Or cornflakes with sugar. I said, well, actually, every once in a while, you got me, Oracle. Me and my Oracling are going to leave. We're going to uh, ear may. Because uh, I think you... Uh, Hesiste, you did you did uh, meet our acuerdo, our agreement, and que uh, la pasa. As it happens, I'll just get I'll, I'll just get out of here bastante quietly. And if there's a Yelp for oracles, sacaste, you got my rate. You know, I'll never get around to writing a review, but uh, sacaste, you got my respect because I, I said ice cold milk and corn flakes. Every once in a while, did I say porn flakes? Oh boy. Orkling, did you hear me say that? And I can hear the audience out there wondering about my Orkling, my little Orkling. 
It does it have wings, yes. Does it have a snout, which was in Spanish, uh, Hocio? Yes, it does. It does. It's like a little baby orc with wings. It has those, uh, like, teeth that come up. Uh, but as I was about to leave, she said, Adver- Adverto, Adverto, Adverto. Uh, and I said, you, are you warning me? And she said, yes, Alberto, I warn. And then my orc wing started squawking. And she, she said, peor, like worse. But I didn't know what was going to get worse. And she started speaking in tongues. She was saying, sonad, sonando, playing, encarga, encargada, uh, charge. And I said, okay, so don't play with the charges, orkling. You got that? Let's go. And then I remember when Junior said, see super, uh, how are you doing? See super. Like he wasn't just doing good, he was doing super. And in my work wing, sometimes they'll see God, it'll follow me over my shoulder in case it has to rest, but it'll fly, it's wing supported. Anyway, say, how do you get an work wing? And how do you get it out of the world of Warcraft? Well, yeah, I signed a fermato. I did sign something, a little sake, to get it out, a little sake. And believe it or not, it was a denuncia, a complaint. I stuck, I got in there behind one of the battle lines, and I said, where's the complaint box? And I said, who's the demigod in this region? What is this, the Lava Lands? Give me the demigod. I have to file a denuncia. And then the demigod came, you know, we went back and forth. I said, oh, soplico, soplico, I beg, I beg for this uh, Orkling's freedom. Give me a quest. You know, of where outside of this universe, and that's how he said, Give, "Bring me back some uh, prophecies about this world." You know, the world world of Warcrafting. And I said, "There's no chance of me meeting you in like the world of cupcaking." You know, because uh, I feel like my workling is more suited towards a you know something more in the baking crafting world than this. You know, I'm a war. I could craft. Actually, I don't even. I couldn't even craft a war. I'd just be in the world of war masks instead of Warcraft. So I respect the fact that you're a Warcrafter. You know, I. But you're lucky I'm not here because I would just. You know, do you guys have chaos out here? Because. And then he went off to battle, and I said, "Okay, let's go, Morata. Let's go home." And I even said, then someone tried to. I said, "Compromiso. Excuse me, I'm leaving the world of Warcraft. We have." Uh, well, we we would like to discover how to cupcake lands. World of cupcaking, preferably. Maybe not cupcake crafting, though. Maybe is there a lower universe, but that's not like cupcake hell. Like a cupcake, we don't want to be in even limbo. But I said, I don't think I'm up for cupcake crafting. But maybe, you know, what do you think about it? And then squawk, squawk, my uh, workling went... And I said, maybe I should stay because Alabador uh, Furor. Like, maybe they'll praise my fury there. And he, he at Akello, at that, he said nothing. But as we left the World of Warcraft, we were like Dan Perdido, so lost. It was like a Dharma Laura or something. And then, I, then all of a sudden... I heard Pipiendo, something calling. I thought it was me. And then I said, Vivir Juror, it's a live juror. And I said, what universe are you from? The jury universe? 
And they said, Boss a bear, you will see. And he said, what are you, a parrot that lost its job? My outworkling should be doing some parroting. They said, could you learn that, Boss a bear? Sounds just like a, a, a pirate's parrot. And you could be, you know, what am I again? What did that lady say? I was a, a bandejo, right? Maybe, workling, would you eat her parakeet? No. Okay. Well, uh, uh, ciao, ciao, juror. We got to go. Uh, no boys feliz. I'm not as happy as I thought I would be. Uh, disculpe, it might be my fault. It could be your fault. But, you know, inside I'm just a heel, just a child. Just like my little workling. Tapatio did not translate. Next thing I know, though, me and my workling, Maneho, we drove forever. Oh, no, wait. Actually, it was Maneho. My, my workling drove me nuts with his talking. And then he said the most offensive. He said, aquí está la mama. Here's the breast, according to Google Translate. And he said, what do you, and then I said, oh, is that, oh, wait, you don't have fully, and they said, you need some orkling milk. And then I said, Oregon sees, am I going to have to organize a orc milking party? Well, we definitely don't want to go to the world of Warcraft for that, but what other worlds are our mama orcs in? And I'll be honest, Estuve, I was uh, beside myself. But then next thing you know, assessorar, I found someone to advise me. And I said, who could autorices, authorize a, uh, a purchase of uh, legal orc milk from a non-warlike orc? And they said, I'll tell you, who, abogada, a lawyer. And I said, really, it's a legal transaction. And I said, what if I just pardon beg for forgiveness? You know, for the all the wrongs we've done for orcs, you know, publicly on my podcast, and say just like uh, people say about the Khaleesi, but about orcs, uh, say Sabin, they are that they are known. It's not the same. People say it is known Khaleesi, but say say Sabin, they are known the orcs to be so generous, and I could get an Alarago, an extension cord. You know, to bring the milk from another universe to my workling. Or how about this? Esta Oya Podria. This pie could hold some work milk. Pinche Gue. Did you say damn dude? Pinche Gue. Yeah, it's enough with the work milk. Okay, well, she said, I got a workling here that's hungry. I'm just trying to follow protocol. Uh, protocol. Uh, you know, actually, it's not making it up as I go along, but I figure. He said something about milk, okay? And uh, no say sapo is what I'd say to you if you get in my way of work milk, you know? And that's something to do with frog face, so you don't want to know what it means. And I would say, can't we just have a buena suma, a good sum, a good result between all of us? It's like basa, ba, basio, basio, basic, you know, kindness. Let's get this orkling some milk. Oh, this isn't an orkling. Hmm. I've been are you sure it looks like a orc with wings. Swayeldo. I'm willing to bet my whole salary on it. Not a lot of money, but a lot to me. Swayeldo. No, it's not an orcling. You know, talento sentido. I sense talent in you. Wait a second, Saliste. Did you go out with my sister Saliste? Did you go out with her? 
Uh, no, Sige, you want me to follow you? Did you just say, hola, Lucho, hello, I fight? Oh, for the orc wings, right. I like that. Except I mispronounced orcling there. How many times do you think I've ever said orcling in this? A lot, huh? It's a, it's a really nice word. It's a little hard. My upper palate's tiring out as I say it so many times. But in, in, in absoluto, at all I can say, oh, they're saying my orcling's imaginary. Well, the the behemoth, we must go back and go over my notes. And the answer, Acosta and Ernesto made lay in earnestness. So, okay, let's go look at these notes. I can't believe Pinche Gue finally translated. Okay, so a couple other notes. There's a close of a junior mad. We got that. Oh, Saul had a wonderful knock on uh, Jose's door with a knocker, with a door knocker. And me and Co, you know, we listened to that for a while. We laughed. We said, this guy's comedic and is knocking. And then Saul did a nice impersonation when he was with Jose of Jose's Huff. He said, or something like that. And that's when he said, Basa Bear. I know so Jose still had the plant he took from his mother with his tomato plant from Saul. And then I liked it when Henry was whistling to, 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 to try to ignore Gomez. So Gomez would ask him if he got his promotion. In Walt's home, Walton Cielo's home, in the hall by the bathroom, there were cubbies in the wall. And they looked like there was a little small beer stein collection, like a three or four beer steins. And then Walter Cook's mess. Oh, that was, she told the lawyer that. So at least a... I think that's it for our notes. So that's it for our uh, language running red pen run through. Me and my worklings say good night. Okay, thank yous and good night. I want to say thank you and good night to Tiffany, to Ben. Good night uh, to Damon D on the backup. I hope your pillow's giving you backup. Good night, Bob, uh, Mister Sound Effects. Good night. Good night, Teresa. S. Good night, Alexandra. Good night, Shane. Good night, Megan. Good night, Rebecca. Good night, Summer, and Summer's husband. Good night. Good night, Audrey. Good night, Chris N., in case you're listening. Adriana, good night. Catherine, good night. Uh, good night, Denise. Good night, Joey. Good night, Lauren. Good night, sleep tight. Good night, Posty Posters, and good night, Eric. iTunes reviews, good night. I want to say thank you. Again, to Tay Zaney, because that was so fun. I want to say goodnight to Honey Mears, my little Honey Mears from New Zealand. Thank you, Honey Mears, who says the podcast is simply amazing. And if they found it earlier, they would have, a big pharma would be hurting money-wise. All a monster uh, says they usually fall asleep to podcasts, but, you know, good ones make them think and stuff. This one doesn't. So thanks, Ola Monster. Is, I wonder, are you friends with Cookie Monster? Could you tell Cookie Monster? I just say hi. That's it. I don't want anything other than to say hi. Uh, Julia Grace. Uh, I I wish I could think of something that rhymes with that. I didn't. I just totally messed that up. But Julia Grace is a grad student who says uh, the podcast works. Uh, Thank you. 
Yeah, Rio makes me want to sing, but I'm trying not to sing at the end. I don't want to wake anybody up. But I want to see Yeah, Rio, you know, that you dance on the sand and you dance across the Rio Grande. And I can't think of the rest, but it's better than meds. Works like a charm. Thanks, Yeah, Rio. Uh, Miss 084. That's a brain bot. I didn't know brain bots could marry, but I guess apparently they can. Or maybe this, you know, this brain bot is, I don't know, but uh, loves the podcast in Australia. Hey, you know, musical interludes on TAL. This American Life usually wake, wake, miss, oh, a four up. So this is the podcast, all right? You know, we're trying some stuff new around the holidays because so, it's like our lowest listening time. So I hope none of this stuff we're testing wakes you up to miss a wait for. Well, if it does, let me know so I know to take that under advisement. Uh, Davis5823 says, sleep with me. Done and done. I mean, you know, podcast digitally. Not di- I mean, digitally via the podcast. Not that machine that somebody said, hey, just put it, you know, you just strap that there. And I said, what? They said, who is buying this? Is this, the new, is this what that new movie's about? But anyway, Davis5823 says, there are two stories you'll be hooked. Thank you. Uh, Tenneke, that rhymes with Benneke. That's funny. And it's their favorite podcast. So it's kind of like Ted Benneke, who I call Bernanke sometimes. Tenneke. It sounds exactly like Benneke, I think. Uh, yep, 8739. Says they were skeptical. They started off, they started very at the beginning with the Hall and Oates episode, and they were like, oh boy. But then they said, well, Jesus, you know, then they fell asleep. Who would think that me talking, you know, trying to make sense of a, you know, it's the gobbledygook in my brain, you know. It's not Hall and Oates' fault, believe me, you know, they're, 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 I love Hall and Oates. Uh, Emily. Wait, E-L, L-Milly Fleff, L-Milly Fleff. I think they got that right, too. That's a complicated little ditty there. It says you with two O's and a, a, a cat, what is that thing, exclamation point. It says this podcast is awesome. Well, thank you, O-O. F-Bird said, no, F-I-R-D, Ferd. I, I wanted to say F-Bird, which is Ferd. Ferd is the word. Did you guys know that Ferd is the word? They don't know how or why it works, but, you know, it does for Ferd. Thank you. Uh, Here is another friend friend of ours from Australia, Scott I. Scott A. Biggin. Scott A. Biggin. Scott A. Biggin. It's kind of like scatterbrains in Australia. I think that's what they call me down there. Scott A. Biggin. They say, because I said I, I was licking Ayers Rock. Now, this was in a dream, but some guy said, what are you doing? What are you, some kind of scuttlebinging? And I said, no, I'm looking. I just wanted to see if it, t- I said, I wanted to know what airs taste like. And then I, but then I woke up. But rusty tones that rock sleep, like the creaky side of dulcet, those are my words, though. They've been listening six months. Holy cow. That's a dedication. They went through a breakup, and so that's great. 60 minutes should take care of it. And that's Scottabigan in Newcastle. Thank you, Scottabigan. And then we have Sandy Pants. With, with, believe it or not, you wouldn't be able to spell it, even those of you that are good spellers. S A N D 
double I P A N T Z sandy pants. And that's the worst kind of pants to have, you know, because you don't want sandy, you see. You know, especially at bedtime, sandy pants are terrible. But they say, wow. They usually need silence and darkness to get to sleep. But the gobbledygook is like, uh, they listen to the first episode and then they woke up. Sweet. So thanks, sandy pants. Okay, next up, Aussie10257. Exactly what they're looking for. Thank you. Uh, search for podcasts to drift off sleep. No sounds they wanted. Just someone talking. Boom, that's what you got. Well, and they already wrote an article or a review, and they only listened once, so hopefully, you know, they stay liking us. Thank you, Aussie. But that was a USA review, but it, maybe it was, a, uh, you know, Aussie in the USA. And then the next person doesn't like it. They said, they said I have a horrible voice. And I say, I'm going to have to use it to say thank you. Oh, boy. That's Doc Flimflam. Who is, he compares me to a, 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 what do you call it, a Kardashian. So, and then they, I think they must have their own podcast because then they recommend a podcast with that's pretty low. But maybe it's just they don't appreciate, but they said it, it's, they, they don't like me. So, that's Doc Flimflam. Thanks. Uh, but hey, Lar Anotabarb. Lar Anotabarb loves the podcast, so that's nice. And they like the pleasant rambling nonsense that drowns out their thoughts. It looks like at a distance, it looks like Lando Barb. So I say, geez, you, that's a, that's my favorite Calist, Calrissian Lando. A Mumblebear fan uh, says it works like a charm. Oh, Mumblebear said thanks. So thanks, Mumblebear fan. Uh, Silent Duma, D-O-U-M-A. Says a whoa hero, holy mackerel! And they've tried a bunch of stuff, but you know the brain bots are these. They have Silent Doom has got top quality brain bots. It sounds like because they tried movies, books, TVs, and then the, the you know this works. So that's that's all we need. Uh, great podcast. That was by Two Docs Floating. And they say uh, really works. Thank you, Two Docs. I give you. Hey, how about I give you? We give you two more docs. I'm going to dock you, reverse the dock and you pay. I'm going to double dock you thank yous in reverse or something. And then COS commuter says it works. And I don't know if that's a Colorado commuter, but whatever whatever commute you're doing, keep it up. And then Twitter, I want to say thanks to Chris B, CB River, um, Egg Onion, Megan, good night. I want to say good night to Rachadoodle. Lady Jane, Lady Ello Graham. I want to say good night to Karina. Good night. Awkward platypus. You're not awkward in my book. Why not? That's what I say. Uh, Simon R. Thank you. M. Simon. Simon. Thank you, Simon. I want to thank Words Are Birds. Thank you. Uh, Tennis Shoe. Thank you, Tennis Shoe. You're like uh, Jacob. Thank you. Good night. You're like a 50 shoot to me, if that's better. Oh, Andrew, thank you. Good night, Andrew. Uh, damn Insomniac, thank you. And good night, Chris A., good night to you. Uh, e Orphan, good night, good night to you. Uh, Matt Hurt from Obsessive Viewer Podcast, good night again. Michaela, good night. Lori S., good night. Lisa, good night. Mandex, good night. 
Well, I like good night. Good night to all. And I want to say good night to Lori S. Laura B. Or Laura B. B. S. R. I guess. Or Robert Julie C. Good night. Linda P. Sean. Lindy. Jennifer B. Julie F. Jason and Jennifer. Aaron D. Uh, Jude V. Good night. Cindy C, good night. Alan Q H, good night. Emily H M, good night. Polly P, Callie A, Linda K, uh, Donna A, Moira, Moira uh, Jana. I thank you. Uh, Princess G, thank you. Uh, Rachel B, good night. Roberto, good night. Joan M, good night. Julia R, good night. Tyler K, good night. Jeff B, good night. Ricardo V, good night. Uh, Corey R, good night. Uh, Melissa B, good night. And I said, and everybody, everybody out there, I didn't thank. I'm still thankful for you. Whether I, you know, forgot you and hurt your feelings, and I'm also so, I'm still thankful. And all you out there sleeping in the deep dark night, even if your ears can just barely hear the vibrations, no, I'm so thankful you're asleep. Because I know, oh boy, do I know. So rest well this winter, or the, is it winter, this late autumn? Tis the season for slumber, as I just said just now. Good night. Thanks so much.